Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Email from Sean to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. There's no way I'm getting the shot until they can give me the booster recommended by the manufacturer. A lot of people say I don't have to change my vehicle oil for 10,000 kilometers either, but I change my oil at the manufacturer's recommended time. I have no idea what the outcome is if the booster is taken four months after, even if the manufacturers don't recommend it. The only one who seems to be recommending it is Dr. Trudeau. I'll wait it out because I don't want to find out. I have to get them all over again, and there's no way on the planet I'm taking AstraZeneca. Back with us on the program, and we always appreciate him coming on, is Paul Lucas. He's the former president and CEO of GlaxoSmithKline, the pharmaceutical firm in this country, international pharmaceutical firm. And uh, Mr. Lucas has uh, shared a lot of information with us about the uh, process, about about uh, how manufacturing of vaccines takes place and how the gov- this government particularly has uh, placed blame where they really shouldn't be placing blame. Mr. Lucas, thank you very much for coming back on the show. The situation is becoming, I think, more messy and confusing for people who aren't sure whether they trust immunization in the first instance, like uh, the email I just read. So I'd like to, if we can start with this, would you tell us, please, what the process is from the very beginning? And maybe we go back to 2009 when uh, GSK was so heavily involved in H1N1 vaccine production. What's the process from the very beginning to the time your vaccine reaches a Canadian arm? Mm -hmm. That's a great question, Roy. It's good to be here again with you. Um, So... The process is really a very extensive one, and it's hard to describe in just a few short minutes, but um, there are kind of five key areas. First of all, the research, where the uh, product is, is researched and discovered, then development, then government approval, then manufacture, and then delivery into arms. I'll go into a little more detail on those, but what I can say is that there is extensive scrutiny that goes into every one of those steps, uh, scrutiny by the researchers, by committees, by government officials, health officials, and so on. And uh, there are significant controls around each of those steps. So I guess bottom line is, um, yes, there's a lot of noise and around our vaccine program. Uh, people have concerns, but Canadians can feel uh, 100% assured that no corners have been cut in the development of these these vaccines. And, um, you know, that just can't happen because of the controls that are in place along along the development line. So the government is in Condor Health Officials, representing the federal government, maybe both, are in touch, were in touch with your company, perhaps with you directly, as this whole process unfolded in 2009. Yeah, absolutely. And um, maybe I can just walk you through some of the steps top line. Please. Uh, but, you know, a vaccine is, first of all, discovered, and it's discovered in the labs uh, of, of companies or universities. And during that time, it's, you know, when they discover something like a vaccine, say a COVID vaccine, they test it in, in the lab, they test it in the Petri dish, they test it in animals to make sure that there are no significant issues and that it might work. Uh, then it goes into the development process. So it goes into the phases of clinical development, which people have been hearing about. So it goes into phase one study, to, uh, and those are very small studies, a few hundred people under extremely controlled conditions. In fact, 
often they may be done in a hospital or a unit where the patients that are receiving the new drug are under constant surveillance. And that's really just to determine whether a product is safe and they're exploring various dose levels. So that's phase one. Phase two is a larger group of, of people taking the, the drug or the vaccine uh, in order to make sure it's safe, make sure it works, and make sure they get the dose right. And then they go into phase three trials, and, and Canadians have heard about phase three trials. That's where you put the vaccine into 30 to 40,000 people, uh, often in different centers around the world in different countries and different demographics different age groups, and so on. And that's where you determine whether the drug really works in a large group. And that's how, how the companies get to the claim that their vaccine is 95% effective, for example, because you're comparing the vaccine to a placebo, which doesn't have any effect. So you do the big, large uh, clinical trials, the phase three um, those are controlled by uh, ethics review boards in the centers where the studies uh, are done, so to make sure that they're done properly and that the drugs are safe. Um, and, and so that's, that's the big trials, the, the phase three. And those trials uh, can't get started until Health Canada or the FDA or other regulatory bodies actually approve them, approve the protocols by which they're going to be done. So again, another step in the approval process. Then once the, the uh, results are achieved from the phase three trials and you know you've got a vaccine that works, then you submit it to the, regular, the regulatory body, the government regulatory body. So in our case, it's Health Canada. Uh, you make a submission, they review all the data, they make sure that it's, uh, the data shows that it's safe and effective. And um, at the same time, you submit manufacturing data to make sure that uh, the, the manufacturing process is, is proper. And Health Canada would approve virtually every step of that manufacturing process. They, in fact, actually uh, inspect the factories in which these vaccines are made to, again, make sure that everything is, is correct. Um, so... So now you get into manufacturing. If you want me to stop there for a second, I can. But no, please, please continue. Yeah, yeah, process. please. Yeah. Sure. So, so once once you have approval to uh, to market your your new vaccine, and you may start this process beforehand. You start manufacturing it. So you have to start scaling up that product in your factories, and um, so you take the the ingredient. The COVID vaccine, you, you, uh, in the case of, uh, the Pfizer vaccine, the Moderna vaccine, you're actually producing it in big vats, big bioreactor uh, vats. It's like almost making beer. <laughs> but, uh, so you produce the volumes and then you start putting it into vials and you label it and so on. And then again, at every step of that process, uh, your quality control and your quality assurance is making sure that everything is according to uh, according to plan. So is the recipe right? Have you checked every step of the process to make sure you've got the right ingredients? Has it been uh, contaminated in any way? So all those checks and balances are, are implemented throughout the process and um, making sure that there are no issues. And, and that's where issues actually can pop up. So people have heard about the J&J problem uh, that, that they had in the last week in one of their factories. 
um, where the product wasn't the way it was supposed to be, well, that was caught by the quality control process. And so Canadians, again, can be assured that, again, every step of the way, uh, the quality control makes sure that uh, what's in that vaccine is what's supposed to be in that vaccine and it's safe and effective. So let, let me ask you then uh, this question um, in, in conclusion. the When the manufacturer gives a date, as Pfizer did, three weeks is the preferred time or the, right. the recommended time between the first and the second dose. We're now in Canada, we're now looking at 16 weeks what does that say to you? Well, uh, as you can tell, I'm, I have a science background, and I believe in the science. And the science comes from the clinical trials. And when they did their Pfizer did their phase three trials, and the other companies did their phase three trials, they came up with what they felt was the proper dosing regimen uh, with the proper interval. And they came up with three and four weeks, Moderna and Pfizer. And that's what they submitted to the health authorities, and that's what was approved. Um, and you know, from my point of view, that's the way it should be administered. I think Canada has, has gotten itself into a position because of the lack of vaccines that were ordered and delivered that they had to do something to get vaccines into people as quickly as they could. So, you know, they made this decision to extend the interval, and there's no science to support that at this point, um, and many scientists have confirmed that. So it's unfortunate that that's where we are, um, because I think some Canadians are going to believe, well, I got the first dose, I must be protected, and I can do anything I want now. And that's very, very dangerous, particularly in the situation we're in right now with the variants and so on. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.